With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT. I'm your host, Scott Erickson, and uh, we are joined, as always, by our producer, Will Aldham. Will, good morning. Morning, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I saw the Notre Dame girls last night. It, the last two times I've seen them, I, know I saw them once in the States last year, but SWC Championship last year, they go in against number two Newtown. They win by 30 points. Uh, last night, it's a different Notre Dame team. They've been playing okay, not great. Uh, you know, New Fairfield was within three points of them. So I thought, Cole, here comes Colby Cathedral. They're undefeated. They're ranked number 10 in the game time CT poll. This is going to be a great game. Uh, within 10 minutes, it was like 21 to 2. <laughs> and it was pretty much over. Like, Notre Dame was playing this trap at half court and then they were rotating and sliding kids back and just creating steal after steal after steal and scoring and the funny thing about it was colby was face guarding neek mayo so she only had two points in the first quarter she only has two points in the first quarter and still the team scores 26 points in the quarter which is just insane or 21 points in the first quarter but you know, they're up 21-2. They, they end up leading 21-7 after the first quarter. And they just rolled on from there. Ended up winning 78-46. to 46. Super balanced scoring. Five kids in double figures. Taylor Gibbs had 10. Uh, Kayla Titus, who had four threes, had 12 points. Neek Mayo ends up getting 18 points, even though she only had two in the first quarter. And they, and they were face guarding her the whole time. She's that good. And Sarah McCary, who's a transfer from Naugatuck, who I didn't even know about, is on that roster, had 21 last night, was really good inside. Um, Notre Dame, for as well as they played defense, I thought even moved the ball better than that. They just were so unselfish and passing up shots to give other kids shots, but not overpassing, just looking for the right kid and finding those open looks. And I was so, I was already, like I said, I was so excited to see them anyway. And I knew how good they were from last year, but I was so thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with them. And, you know, when you read the quotes from the Colby coach after the game, you don't hear coaches talking with other teams like this. You know, it's like um, when every kid gets going like that, it's a problem. (laughs) That was an awesome offensive display. What are you going to do? They are really the perfect team if they play that well. He kind of said, he goes, our game plan was to stop Neek Mayo. And we did that. And we were still losing 21 to 2. So I don't know what teams in the SWC are going to do. Um, they still have Newtown left on the schedule. Obviously, Notre Dame does. Otherwise, I don't see anyone in that 
conference really challenging them. I mean, you'd have to come out, play your perfect game. You have to slow them down, which is what New Fairfield did. New Fairfield played a slowdown game, got them out of rhythm, and stayed within three points to them. But you have to do that. Everything has to break right. And then Notre Dame really, you hate to say this, but Notre Dame would have to play bad to lose a game, I think, this year in the SWC, just the way that the league is going. This is, I think, one of the stories that, you know, it's hard and, the, and the, you know, Maria doesn't want to talk about it too much and the players don't want to talk about it, but they should have won a state championship last year. That tournament was stopped. They are good enough to, they're obviously the number one team in the state to win a state championship again this year. That's two state championships that are being missed out on. And I know everyone's missing everything and no one's playing in tournaments and all that, but gosh, to have a team this good and this loaded, the scary thing is, and the good thing is for them, they're all back next year. I mean, they have two seniors on the, uh, I think, you know, Max Stone, Fulmer, uh, I'm not looking at their roster right now, but uh, and they think they have one more, but they're mostly juniors. Nick Mayo's a junior. Kayla Tylus is a junior. Um, they have a couple good sophomores, and they had a couple good freshmen who popped into the game early last night, too. So Notre Dame is not going anywhere. I just I sort of feel bad for them. I know no one feels bad for Notre Dame, but feel bad for Notre Dame that they aren't going to be able to play for state championships and state tournaments this year. Um, so, like I said, they're number one in the poll. The poll didn't really change this week. The top nine were the same. Colby slid up into number 10 after beating Newtown. You can go into Game Time CT, as always, and check out the, the poll that we have up there uh, and see who got votes and who didn't. Mercy climbed up in, you know, a little bit. Mercy and Hand play each other this week, and they're right on the cusp of getting into the poll. They're the, the 11 and 12 teams right now. Um, I'll, I'll go through some of the games that are coming up. Uh, you can always also go on Game Time CT and see our games to watch and our top performers that we post every Tuesday. But you know, after that Notre Dame Colby game last night, tonight, uh, Wednesday, we have West Haven and Sacred Heart Academy. And by the way, I didn't even mention this. Uh, Jason Kirk, the coach of Sacred Heart Academy, will be joining us in just a few minutes here to talk about that game and talk about everything that's going on with his team, uh, Sacred Heart has come a long way. They won four games over, you know, two years ago, the last two seasons, they won four games last year. They had a really, really good season, made the state tournament this year. They're playing really, really well. Again, uh, other games around the state uh, for this week, Thomaston, Nanawag today, you get Emma Khan going against Ashley Hennessy. Uh, that's a good one up in the Berkshire league. If you ever get to go up to the Berkshire league, Hand at Mercy tonight. Uh, that's a great game. That's the game I was talking about. Those two teams, uh, both unbeaten. Neither team has allowed an opponent to reach 40 points. I, I'd be very interested to see that game. Tomorrow night, uh, you get number nine, Trumbull, taking on number seven, Staples, in the FCAC. Trumbull has the one loss. Staples hasn't lost at all. They won again last night in overtime at Ludlow, another tight game for them. Uh, we had Paco Fabian on the show last week after their one-point win at, at Danbury. Then they had a tight one last night against Ludlow. They get another test here against Trumbull. Uh, you know, that's a very interesting game tomorrow night. Thursday and then Friday, uh, Windsor at Conard. Uh, you know, Asia Felder has been just phenomenal for Conard so far. She's scoring most of their points. I think they had a game where they had 45 and she had 34 or something like that. I, I'd have to go back and look, but she's been phenomenal. But Windsor has not lost a game and no one's been within 10 points of Windsor so far. So that's another game up in CCC country that would be fun to go check out. Um, 
the other thing about the Notre Dame game last night was there was fans there. So it was the first time that there was fans at games. It was just parents, uh, just parents of Notre Dame kids. They were all spaced out in chairs. Nobody was in bleachers. Um, everybody behaved themselves. Uh, there wasn't too much complaining about the officiating or anything else. It was also a 30-point win for the Lancers. So the parents were a little more at ease. Uh, we are going to be right back with Sacred Heart Academy coach Jason Kirk. Uh, who will join us right after the break. Uh, we are joined now by Sacred Heart Academy coach Jason Kirk. Jason, welcome to Give and Go. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak with you. This is your third year, second year, right? Second year um, up at Sacred Heart. Yeah. Uh, where were you before that? Uh, before that, uh, a- after college, I coached at Staples High School in, in Westport. I was the boys' basketball coach there, for, I want to say maybe from 1996 to 2008 or nine, something like that. Uh, and then after that, I went and coached back where I went, to, where I played high school ball. Uh, I was lucky enough to play for Coach Paladino up at Notre Dame and West Haven. And then I wound up uh, getting a job on his staff for a few years. Um, I worked with Coach Powell. And then when Coach Powell retired, I worked with uh, one of my good friends, Coach Jason Shea at Notre Dame and West Haven. Uh, as I was freshman coach for a while, and then I was JV slash assistant varsity coach for a few years with him up at Notre Dame. Wow. <laughs> been yeah. busy. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, working with Coach Baldino, working with Coach Shea is, is, were awesome experiences. Um, so, yeah, I, I learned a lot from those guys, and, and uh, now we're, we're trying to apply a lot of that stuff up at Sacred Heart. Yeah, you guys have had an amazing turnaround. I mean, the, the two years before you got there, they won a combined four games over two years. Last year, you guys obviously have a really good season. You finish high in the SEC. You finish high in class. Make the tournament. What was the biggest key to, to turning that thing around so fast? Well, um, quite honestly, uh, we came into a situation where we had a, a lot of players that were very talented. Um, we, we had young players that were were eager to uh, buy into a, a system that would be productive for them. Um, and uh, honestly, it's a lot about the, the players in our program and, and how much they've been willing to, to work hard at what we've been trying to accomplish. And then the real key to, to what we've been working on is establishing a winning culture um, and making sure uh, all of the players in our program, their skill development gets better over the course of the year, their understanding of basketball gets better over the course of the year, and, and put in certain practice structures and game preparation structures that allows them to not only get better individually, but get better as a team over the course of the season. Um, and then other things we've done is obviously the, the off-season preparation um, that is necessary in order to compete at, at high levels of uh, varsity basketball. So last year, you're going along, you're winning games, and we're all kind of like, all right, Sacred Heart Academy is doing pretty well here. Um, and then all of a sudden, you beat – who did you beat first, Hamden or Hill House? Which one was first on that? Do you, I, don't, I don't remember. One of those I think, two. I think it was uh, – I think we beat Hill House first, and then we beat Hamden after that. I believe that uh, was – So for people outside, we were kind of like, okay, this guy's got something really going on up there. Were, were those wins – how important were those wins for the girls and the program in general? 
Well, I would say anytime that you can get out on the court with Hill House with their their tradition and their state championships, and get out on the course with on the court with Hamden, who's won multiple SEC championships, and they have great coaches and great traditions, that's really a barometer for your program. So when we got out there and and, and competed against them and and showed we can quote unquote hang with the with the big teams in our conference, it was really a big confidence builder for our team. It was a big stepping stone for our team and. and and the team really started to believe not only in themselves and their abilities, but to believe that, hey, we, we got something going here with the talent we have in our program. And, and we can, com- on any given night, can compete with any team in the state. Then you make the SEC tournament. Uh, you go out to a really good Amity team, which was loaded, you know, had a, had a really good player in Jillian Martin. Um, and then the, the double, the, I mean, the Class L tournament for you last year, you lose an absolute heartbreaker. When that game ended, did it immediately focus to the to next season? Did you switch that fast, or um, was there a little, little licking the wounds first? Well, I mean, we went 17-3, and three and that was, yeah. that was a great thing for the regular season. But we know going into the tournaments, it's a different story. The 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 the, the way the game's going to be played, the, the type of teams we played. And, and listen, Amity's a very good team, and they have a very good coach. And, and Jill Martin, was a, uh, she controlled the game and was an unbelievable player. So um, obviously we were disappointed in that loss because we thought uh, – I mean, Hamden won the SEC last year, and and we lost to Hamden by six, uh, and we beat Hamden. So w- we thought we had a legitimate chance with Elena uh, being our, one of our our go-to players to to really compete for the SEC championship. So that was disappointing, uh, but we refocused and and had had a few great scrimmages to get ready for states, and then then we ran into a buzzsaw with with Pomperog. I mean, they I think started four four seniors. Yeah. Um, they, they were physical. They were strong. I mean, we knew they were going to come after us with their press, and and we got down early. I I know you were at that game. Um, uh, I, I still have dreams about that game. Um, we we were down early, 16 to three, um, and then we lost 39-38. Uh, so it was one of those things that, um, looking back on it, we might just not have been ready at that particular point. Uh, starting a, a freshman, starting three sophomores and a senior. Um, against a very senior-laden, experienced basketball team. Um, we competed, um, and the initial loss after the loss, like, it took a, a good amount of time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, anytime you, you, you put your heart and soul into something for so long and then, and, and then it doesn't work out your way. So we definitely took a, took a little while to recover from that one. But then as soon as that was over, obviously COVID came into play and uh, – <laughs> Life changed for everybody, so that that definitely impacted what we were able to do in our off season. Like there wasn't the, the summer league we, we had anticipated. There wasn't the typical AAU season that we anticipated for our players' development. So definitely, we we adjusted over the course of the off season, and and then we came into this season with really high expectations. Yeah, once you get to a tournament, you face a kid like um, Martin and and the kid that, that Pop Rock had, who were, they were just calling plays for at the end of the game. Velez, I mean, like. Those girls, having that or one experienced player, a couple experienced players makes a huge difference in tournaments, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, when you have a senior point guard like Jill Martin and then she's controlling the game and she's got all of the experience, not only playing high school basketball for four years, but also 
playing against elite competition around the country with, with her AU programs in the offseason. I mean, it, that, that's a that's a, a recipe that that's hard to solve sometimes. Um, and then you had that Pompera group who I'm sure has been had been playing together for years uh, in, in growing up together, probably in middle school and high school. Um, so it, it was definitely a situation where. We, we were working as hard as we can, but it's definitely a, a motivation going into the offseason to, to know what those tournament games are like and, and hopefully apply those lessons with the majority. I mean, with the majority of our players back this year to, to apply those lessons going into this, this season. Now, your kids come from different towns. Did that make it harder this offseason and preseason to get everyone together and yeah, get them on the court? I mean, it definitely is a challenge because we got girls from Wallingford. We have girls from Orange. We have girls from Derby. We, we got girls from, from from all over the place. So definitely that was a, a – it's always a, a thing from a private school environment because I, I was at Notre Dame for all those years too. A lot of teams play together from third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade on, and, and they develop really great teams chemistry because they've played together in, in a similar system for for so many years so when you're bringing together players from from all different areas of, of Connecticut then it then it does take a little time to establish roles and establish team chemistry and and all that, that kind of stuff so yeah it, it's definitely a, a a different type of atmosphere did you have to go through different protocols because you have kids from multiple communities coming into the school and into the gym I mean what do you guys have to do every day before practice to um, Make sure we, everyone's safe, you know. Yeah, uh, Sacred Heart did a great job of, of providing us with the protocols that, that we followed to keep everyone safe th throughout the uh, pandemic. So, yeah, we, we followed all state guidelines and, and, and whatever was uh, applicable at the time um, for our girls to, to train and work out under, uh, under um, Sacred Heart safety protocol, whatever you want to refer to those as. And your daughter's on the team, right? Uh, actually, right now I have two daughters on the team. Two so daughters I, on the team. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a sophomore uh, that's that's a, a player for us, and also a freshman that's a player for us. And was your niece who was on the team last year? Yes. And then last <laughs> year, my brother's my brother's daughter, uh, Allison, uh, was a, a senior captain on last year's team, and it, it's it's definitely. Uh, a great experience to, to be around family and, and also the, the connection I was at, I'm a Notre Dame guy. So I went to Notre Dame, I played at Notre Dame and then coaching at Notre Dame. And, and you know that Notre Dame and Sacred Heart share a sacred, uh, a, a special bond together yeah. uh, being brother and sister school. So, so definitely it's, it's been a great opportunity to go up to Sacred Heart and the, the administration at Sacred Heart, uh, sister Sheila and, and Mr. Degnan have been nothing but supportive of, of our, our, our players and our program and are, are very, very, very appreciative of, of what they've done for us. Having a, a daughter as a sophomore and a freshman, did that help a little bit getting to know the younger players when you weren't able to have formal practices and all that stuff? I mean, was there an easier connection that way through them? Um, yes and no. Uh, it, it does make it easier because my my daughters are, are friends with, with the girls in the team. Um, so definitely there's a, a connection there. But then also as a coach, you you want to make sure that um, you, you – I don't know how to say this correctly, but um, – it's it's just a different experience uh, uh, because you are the father of of kids on the team and the coach of the kids on the team. So it's just it adds a, a different layer to to things as you go through the season. Are, they, are they 
Are they in school? Are they hybrid? What are they? How are they doing it right now? What Sacred Heart is doing right now is they go Mondays and Tuesdays, and then they take Wednesday as a as like a study at home day and a, 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 a like an office hour day and extra help day, and then they go Thursday Friday. So they they're going four out of the five days uh, of the week. So, so they're in school. So they I mean for the most part, except that Wednesday, that's the only day they have to try to get back for practice or whatever or games or whatever you're doing. Yeah, so uh, we, we have practices usually out around 4.30 every day. Um, so if on the days they're not at school, they just they just come after uh, remote learning. So uh, a week or so ago, you guys had pretty wild week. <laughs> you, you start the week by beating Wilbur Cross, going on ESPN, and then you end up playing your rival a few days later. Take me through the wide range of emotions uh, of yeah. that week. I know we talked about a little uh, you know, off the show. Yeah, um, I'm a big roller coaster guy. I, I love <laughs> going down to, to, to Bush Gardens or, or going down to the great roller coasters in, in our area. Um, I would say that last week was the ultimate roller coaster from from a sports perspective. Uh, Cross is a very, very good team. Um, so we knew that coming in and we know they're highly rated in the SEC and they got some really good players. The girl Rosario is absolutely unbelievable in terms of what she's able to do. So to, to play with them and, and, and then obviously have the game turn out the way it did, where we literally get the ball with 0.6 seconds left on the baseline down by two and, and then pull out a, a shot to win the game and the emotional high after that. And then all of the things that came with that obviously with some of the fanfare and the, the ESPN piece and all that was just like absolutely like top of the top of the mountain. And, and, and we're so excited for everybody, but we, we, we came back down really quickly as we began to prepare for mercy uh, on, on that Wednesday, we knew that mercy was going to be a very, very challenging game. I mean, coach Coase is a, is a hall of fame coach and just walking into that gym, you could, you could feel the aura of mercy basketball when you go in there. Um, so going to play them up there as a rivalry, it was a tough game, um, and they got us. I mean, uh, we had opportunities to win the game, um, but when it when it came down to it, we 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 didn't play as well as we had hoped, and, and Mercy beat us. So uh, it definitely uh, Saturday felt a lot different than Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday was top of the mountain, and then Saturday morning waking up was was um, yeah, we got to get back to work. Um, so it, it's it's one of those things. I, I'm a firm believer of this. You learn a lot more from losses than you do from wins. Uh, so we really learned a lot about ourselves. And and I, I do think that a, a lot of good can come from a loss. So uh, obviously we, we didn't want to lose to Mercy. But uh, after the loss, there's only one, one thing to do is that's buckle down, get back to work and, and get better as a program and get better as individuals. And that's what we've really concentrated on for the last four or five days. And we're real excited tonight. Uh, we're bringing in a great West Haven team tonight up to Sacred Heart Academy. And uh, we know it's going to be a challenge, just like Mercy, and, and we're going for it. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams in the SEC. I mean, like, you're yeah. seeing them now. I mean, you're getting a run here. I mean, West Haven is a, is a really, really good team, has a really good player. I mean, and another good young player, too, on, on that team. Um, yeah, what are you expecting from them tonight? Uh, well, I've had the uh, ability to, to coach against a lot of these girls from West Haven for 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 a while, seeing them in, in travel basketball and seeing them in, in the AAU scene and all that. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for, for West Haven in terms of their players and, and their personnel and their system. And it's a challenge. I mean, the, the, the post that they have, Amani is an excellent, excellent player. Carano and, and Evangelista, they can, they can get off from the outside and they can knock down 
three after three after three. So they present a lot of challenges on the defensive end. Um, so we're excited for the opportunity to, to play against really good teams. And, and that's one of the things that we want to build our program upon at Sacred Heart. Like this year, we scrimmage Sheehan on purpose. Uh, we scrimmage Hand on purpose. Uh, well, we want to get to the level with Sacred Heart basketball that we are always mentioned as one of the top 10 teams in the state. And, and that's our goal, and you can only get there by playing really good teams. And I assume when you can schedule a normal schedule that your preseason, your December, or not preseason, but the December stuff, the pre-conference stuff, you'll start scheduling tougher and tougher games, I would think, over the next few yes, years, right? Uh, definitely. Um, uh, we are looking to play uh, basically anybody that wants to play. Uh, um, we're real excited. Uh, we don't have a, a senior in our program right now. Uh, yeah. uh, we have all juniors. So we'll have everybody back. And uh, this year, and uh, we had a lot of exciting things planned. We were uh, supposed to play Hamden. At the uh, at the Quinnipiac Arena, which would have been a great game, uh, we ha were hosting our own Christmas tournament and bringing in East Catholic and Sacred Heart of Waterbury. Um, so we were, we were very excited about that. Um, and then another thing that we'll resume again next year is our charity game, uh, where we do a game with Notre Dame. Uh, we did that at UNH last year, where where we play, and then Notre Dame comes in right after us. We sold out the uh, UNH gym last year and uh, raised about fifteen thousand dollars for for cancer research. Um, so uh, definitely the, the landscape's a little different due, due to COVID, but obviously we're, we're happy to be out there playing. And, and next year, we're definitely looking to, to bump up our schedule and, and, and get after it with the best teams in the state. And those games just always make you better when you get in the state tournament, right? I mean, is that, that you have yeah, to see that. Yeah, that, that's the goal. I mean, uh, uh, you definitely want to play competitive games and, and you definitely want to have competitive scrimmages because really that when it comes down to it at the end of the season in the SECs or the states, uh, you're going to be playing teams like that for, for playoff victories. Going back to the thing you said about last week, when you go into the gym on the Tuesday after the shot's made, I assume that's a harder day of practice where you have to bring kids down as opposed to picking them back up after a loss, which for a coach, you, you get a million things you can say, right? But so what do you do that next day to kind of be like, all right, you got to focus yeah. on what we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was is one of those feelings, like it, it, was, it was great for, for to see how the Sacred Heart community rallied around that, how our players were, were getting the, the recognition uh, for a great team victory. Because listen, we, we made a shot with 0.6 seconds left, but if you're down 20, it doesn't matter, right? So it, it was kind of a, a great team victory for us to celebrate. But the, what we chose to do is, is celebrate it because that, that's important to do. Uh, so we did that for a few minutes, but then we got right down to, to our game preparation. Uh, we got right down to scouting report on Mercy. We got right down to watching film of Mercy. That we got right down to to going over our practice plan and how we're going to prepare the next two days um, for a tough Mercy opponent. So we did celebrate it because because you have to. But then the the reality of of putting Mercy up on, on the screen and and talking about Mercy players and and, and going through what we're going to do in practice the next two days, it, it definitely had the effect that we wanted it to have. And it, it's it's great that it happened. But now it's time to, to get back to work and the fact that it was rosa i mean the, so we, we talked about this before but she she had the same shot against pop rock in the states it rimmed out it was like a beautiful shot same spot and then she tells me and you told me that she'd been working on that shot every day in practice that's incredible <laughs> like it's incredible when i found out that yeah, it, it really is one of those things that hard work always pays off. That That's one of the things we try to, to, to teach in terms of life, life lessons, our program. And, and Rosa is a, the epitome of that. Like, obviously, 
we didn't lose because Rosa missed that. No, shot no, of course Bonner, not. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. That, that wasn't the reason we lost the game. Um, but uh, as a player, we, we've all been there. When you miss shots, you, you internalize it and you, you, you understand like, well, you know what? If I made it, we, we would have won. <laughs> so, so that's not the reason we lost. But it's been definitely a motivating factor for her. Um, and Rosa is a driven girl. Um, so she she constantly strives to get better and and, and everyone looks for a reason to, to to improve and and she used that as as a way to to motivate herself to to work on all aspects of her game and in particular that that shot and I swear if, if you like had some way to, to to map it on the court it was probably within three feet radius of, of exactly where she shot it last year it might have been the exact same spot and the pass came from a different place with the same person, too. Yeah, same I mean, your daughter, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it right there. And, and you know what? It's, it's one of those things that she worked on it, and, and she made a big shot at a big time. Um, and, and that was huge for our program. Um, so we were real excited for her and, and all the girls on the team. Uh, we're going to do a little rapid fire here before we go. Um, I love your gym, the Sacred Heart gym. Like, it's small, it's tight. I love those Catholic gyms, but yours is one of the best. Like, it's, it's so compact and awesome. What's your favorite gym outside of Sacred Heart? Wow. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame and West Haven is probably my favorite gym. Right. <laughs> I, All right. So besides those two. <laughs> uh, uh, besides that, um, gosh, that's a good question. Uh, I, 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 Mercy has a great gym. I mean, yeah. I, you walk into their gym and it, it's very well designed. It's very well lit. The court's awesome. They got their banners up there. Um, and when you walk in there, in terms of Connecticut high school basketball, you're like, all right, th th this is a great place to play. So, uh, mercy. I'd have to say mercy. All right, we're going out for a quick bite to eat, either in Hamden, West Haven, wherever you want to go. Where are we going? Casual. We're going, we're going to Eli's. Eli's, yes. Eli's. <laughs> what are we getting? Uh, we're getting the... Uh, the salmon, probably. Uh, yeah. The salmon, or they got a great chicken tavern sandwich. Uh, either <laughs> one. We, we've spent a few few nights after games there over the years, and, and we always love the people uh, in Eli's and Orange. Who was your favorite basketball player growing up? My favorite basketball player growing up was Sherman Douglas. Uh, the I general! The general! Oh, my God, I loved him. I was an absolute diehard Syracuse basketball fan. Uh, Stevie Thompson, okay, Ronnie Cycli, Derek Coleman, okay, Pro Washington. The, the, those were my guys growing up. And uh, Billy I lived, Owens. Billy Owens, yeah. I still remember <laughs> when he found out he was going to the NBA after his sophomore year, and that like that didn't happen that much back then. And it no. pained me. So yeah, uh, there was Syracuse Georgetown big big Monday games back in the day. Th those were must see TV. I can't believe you're saying this. I mean, I loved Syracuse when I was in high school, and those teams were playing when I was in high school. Like, yes, yeah. those Big East games, nothing really beat that. And and the packed carrier dome with those teams. But, yes, Sherman oh, Douglas, man. Syracuse Villanova, Syracuse St. John's. I mean, the, the, back the, college basketball is great today, but, I mean, back those big Monday games back in the day were, were unbelievably good. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad you said Sherman Douglas. No one ever says Sherman <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> oh, listen, Jason, we want to, uh, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do this. And I uh, want to wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. And hopefully I'll be up to that gym soon because I, I really do yes. love it up there. We've got to get you up there anytime you want. And I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and talk about Sacred Heart basketball. Uh, I appreciate all you do for high school sports in Connecticut. And, and anytime you want, just give us a shout. We'll get you up to our gym. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. All right. You have a great day. All right. 
We are back on Give and Go. Uh, that was an awesome interview with Sacred Heart coach Jason Kirk. Um, so glad to hear that he loved the Orange. I mean, I loved Syracuse basketball as in high school. Like, I, I didn't like pro basketball that much, so I loved college. And Syracuse was absolutely my favorite. Sherman Douglas was my favorite, just like him. Um, so cool to hear that. Uh, also, I didn't talk to them about the, the nickname, but the Sharks it has to be one of the best nicknames in the state, the, the Sacred Heart Sharks. So we want to thank Jason for coming on. As always, we have coverage of games, we have top 10 polls for the girls, for the boys, for hockey, for everything. Uh, we have a lot of people doing a lot of great work over there, so we highly encourage you to go over to Game Time CT and check out everything we're doing over there. Uh, but for Give and Go this week, I think we're out. For Will, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week. <laughs>